It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Wise Guys, These Guys Know Sports, here live on this Friday, November the 19th. I love that track right there. Nate Dog. nobody does it better. Instrumental, throwback on this throwback Friday. Everybody remember going to follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore it. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. We are live here on the Worldwide Sports Network with your boy Trey Larkins on this beautiful Friday evening. I was just in there watching the Lakers and Celtics all-time rivalry going on right now in Boston. Lakers, Celtics, both teams have been struggling to start the season. Lakers coming into the game. They are 8-8. Eight eight. They did get LeBron back tonight. Celtics 7-8. and eight. They've been missing Jalen Brown for a few weeks. So two historic franchises in the NBA, both struggling to start the season live on ESPN right now. Great game going on. I got an action jam-packed show. I'm going to give y'all my NFL week 11 wise picks. We got some nice matchups in week 11, ladies and gentlemen. We got the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes. All of a sudden, the Chiefs, they are playing like they are Super Bowl contenders, like they were supposed to be playing at the beginning of the year. Also, we got the NFC North battle between the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. And also the Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to the West Coast to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. It's an AFC battle in Vegas Sunday afternoon. I can't wait for it. It's going to be an exciting matchup between two young quarterbacks. Joe Burrow versus Derek Carr in Vegas. I can't wait for it on CBS Sunday afternoon. But we got to begin in the NFL with Thursday night football as the New England Patriots beat the Atlanta Falcons 25 to 0 for the Fal- for the Falcons. Matt Ryan, he struggled. He went 19 of 28, threw for 153 passing yards, two interceptions for the Patriots. Mac Jones, he went 22 of 26, very efficient. Threw for 207 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. So the Patriots, they're playing at a very, very high level right now. And they are currently on a five-game winning streak. So they're playing some great football. And that's why I want to begin on tonight's show. I owe an apology to Bill Belichick. A few weeks ago, I had went on record and I said that I don't believe that the New England Patriots will make the playoffs coming into the season. I did not have the New England Patriots as a team that could make the playoffs. I didn't have them as a playoff team. I had other teams like the Miami Dolphins, like the LA Chargers as being playoff contenders in the AFC. And then even after the Patriots had 
played a very, very competitive game earlier in the season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week four, lost 19 to seven, and Tom Brady's return back to Foxborough. And then you remember later on the season in week six, it was a very competitive matchup between the Patriots and the Cowboys. Patriots, they came up short 35 to 29 in that matchup. I still said, I don't believe the Patriots are a legitimate playoff contender in the AFC. And I was completely wrong. And I owe Bill Belichick an apology because the New England Patriots have been dominant in this five-game winning streak. And it started with their defense. Their defense has been absolutely sensational. And let's talk about their defense since week seven. During this five-game winning streak, they've given up 10 points per game, which is ranked first in the NFL. They've had 13 turnovers, which is first in the NFL. They've sat opposing teams 15 times, which is first in the NFL. And they've given up 258 yards per game, which is also ranked second in the NFL. So they've been top two in all of those major categories since week seven. Points per game, turnovers, sacks, and yards per game. And also, in the last three games, the Patriots defensively, they've only given up 13 points. They are playing at a very, very high level right now. And you got players on the defensive side of the ball, like Kyle Duggar. You got Kyle Van Noy, Hightower, Jackson McCourty. They all are making plays, flying around, getting to the football, and they are playing great defense for the New England Patriots. And of course, that is because they have the greatest coach in NFL history led by Bill Belichick. I can't say enough about the job that the Patriots organization has done because you remember last year, the Patriots, they finished seven and nine, but they were very competitive in a lot of games last season. They were a goal line stance away from beating the Seattle Seahawks early in the season last year. They were a Cam Newton fumble away from upsetting the Buffalo Bills last year. They finished seven and nine, but you saw, you know, in the offseason, in free agency, you know, they brought in guys like Hunter Henry, like John o. Smith. And we were confused and we were wondering, like, well, what are the Patriots doing? Because we've never seen Bill Belichick spend this much money in free agency. And so it had us questioning not only the decisions he made as a general manager, but we were questioning the decisions he made as a head coach. But you saw the Patriots remain patient in the draft this year. They didn't trade up to select Mac Jones. They let Mac Jones come to them at 15, and he fell right into their hands with the 15th overall pick. Usually you see teams, when they want a particular player, they will trade up in the draft to select that particular player. That's not what Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick did. They remained patient. And because of that, that's why you see them now sitting at seven and four and in a position to be a playoff team in the AFC. They remained patient. And they had a lot of players who returned this season who sat out last season due to COVID. You had Hightower return back to the lineup. You see Matthew Judon return back to the lineup. And you got 
players up front like Lawrence Guy and Wise Jr. up front and Windolf. They all are making plays for this Patriots defense. And but I gotta show, I gotta show some love to Mac Jones because Mac Jones he's been very very efficient so far this season for the New England Patriots. He has 14 touchdowns, eight interceptions, threw for over 2,500 passing yards. He's completing what is he completing? Uh, 85% of his passes. So he's playing some great football for the New England Patriots right now. And that's why you see the, I'm sorry, he's completing 70% of his passes for the New England Patriots. I think that's what his percentage was last night in the game against the Atlanta Falcons. So this Patriots team right now, they are in a position to get into the playoffs. And again, I was wrong about this team not being a true contender in the AFC. And then when you look at them offensively, I just brought up Matt Jones, but at the running back spot, they got guys like Ron Dre Stevenson, you know, Damian Harris. Last night, they both averaged over five yards per carry. And then you got this other running back in the backfield, Brandon Bolden, Kendrick Bourne. They got guys who are running the football. So the way they're winning games right now, they're playing some great defense, they're winning time of possession, and they're expecting Mac Jones to protect the football. And that's how they are able to win football games. And that's how they are positioned right now to possibly get to the playoffs. And once they get to the playoffs, you never know what could happen. And let me tell you the reasons why I wouldn't count the Patriots out. Look at the other quarterbacks they're going to face in the playoffs this year. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes. The only quarterback that's proven that they're going to face possibly in the playoffs is Patrick Mahomes. And if you got a game where you have Bill Belichick against these young quarterbacks in the playoffs, I would favor the New England Patriots. The only quarterback that I would say could offset whatever Bill Belichick throws his way is Patrick Mahomes because we've seen Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs in the past play well against the Patriots. Now, he did lose in the AFC Championship game in 2019, but he can make plays and offset whatever Bill Belichick throws his way because Patrick Mahomes is that type of quarterback. But you got quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, Josh Allen in a playoff game against Bill Belichick. I don't trust these young quarterbacks because Belichick has made young quarterbacks look below average in key playoff games. We've seen it happen before. And so that's why you have to look at the Patriots as being legit contenders in the AFC right now. They're playing some great defense. They're running the football with Stevenson, Harris, Bolden, Kendrick Bourne. And then you combine that with the experience that a head coach like Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, this Patriots team can be dangerous come playoff time. They can be very, very dangerous come playoff time. And I would not want to play the New England Patriots in the playoffs. I would not. Seriously. I mean, Mac Jones completed 85% of his passes last night. 85%. He was outstanding outside of the bad interception that he threw in the second half. But 
You know, that's the key for this team. They don't expect Mac Jones to go throw for throw with Patrick Mahomes, with Joe Burrow, with Justin Herbert, with Josh Allen. That's not how they're built. They want to run the football, win the time of possession battle, and play great defense. And that's how they are able to win games. Like I said, defensively, they're a top two defense in the NFL right now. They're ranked second overall in total defense in the NFL. They're ranked second against the pass. They're ranked second against the run. So this Patriots team, they are coming into their own, and they're playing some great football on a five-game winning streak, sitting at 7-4 and four on the season. But we're going to get an opportunity over the next five weeks to find out if this Patriots team are legitimate threats in the AFC. I think they are, but we are really going to have a better answer after these next five weeks. Let's, let's go over their schedule over the next few weeks. Week 12, home against the Titans. Week 13, they're at Buffalo. They got a bye in week 14. Week 15, they're at Indianapolis. And then week 16, they are home against the Bills. So the next five weeks is critical for the Patriots' playoff chances. And we'll get a chance to see truly what type of team they are as we get into December. But right now, they're playing some great football. And the way they were able to shut out the Atlanta Falcons last night in Atlanta and make Matt Ryan look like a below-average quarterback is impressive. But that leads me to the next thing I want to talk about, and that is Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan, right now, he's 36 years of age. And on the season, Matt Ryan, let's look at his statistical numbers. Matt Ryan on the season, he has 15 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, threw for over 2,400 passing yards, completing 68% of his passes. And we know Matt Ryan in his career, he's won an NFL MVP. He was the Offensive Player of the Year as well. That particular year when he won MVP in 2016, he won Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2008, five-time Pro Bowl quarterback, first-team All-Pro in 2016. Matt Ryan is a proven NFL quarterback who you can win games with. And so while I was watching the game, I started thinking about Matt Ryan and his future. Because when you look at this Atlanta Falcons team sitting at four and six on the season, they aren't going anywhere. They're not a true Super Bowl contender in the NFC. Not when you got teams like the Cowboys, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, the Cardinals. They are not legitimate contenders in the NFC. At best, they may make the playoffs, but there'll be a first round exit. So I think Matt Ryan right now is at a crossroads in his career. And he has to make a decision on where he wants to play next so he can position himself to possibly win a Super Bowl before he retires. He's 36. And we know in this era, quarterbacks are playing, you know, into their 40s. So he has about a good four or five years left. And I believe that Matt Ryan would want to possibly win a Super Bowl before he retires. I know he has trouble sleeping at night because he lost that 28-3 to lead to Tom Brady 
and the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl a few years ago. I know he has trouble sleeping at night thinking about that. But I'm thinking about teams in the NFL that would be a good fit for Matt Ryan moving forward. And there's a particular team I was thinking about. One of those teams is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Ben Roethlisberger is washed. I know the Pittsburgh Steelers have been winning games. And right now, they are five and three and one on the season. But I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are legit contenders in the AFC. I think they can possibly make the playoffs, but I don't think they're legit contenders. Bring Matt Ryan, a veteran quarterback, to Pittsburgh and pair him up with that elite defense led by Mike Tomlin. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers can turn into true contenders for future seasons to come for at least three years, at least three years. I think Matt Ryan can still play at a high level and he can get a team into the playoffs and win playoff games. I just don't see it happening in Atlanta. That's one team I would say who should be trying to acquire Matt Ryan. Another team, the New York Giants. Do you think Joe Judge and the Giants organization is sold on Jones as their quarterback? I don't. I'm not sure if they are sold on Daniel Jones. I'm not. So I think the Giants are a team who could be looking for a quarterback next year. Miami, maybe Miami. We don't know what the Miami Dolphins are going to do with Tua. There were reports before the trading deadline that they were trying to possibly trade for Deshaun Watson. So clearly the Miami Dolphins organization doesn't believe in Tua as being their quarterback that can win them a Super Bowl and they can build their franchise around. They don't believe in Tua like that. So Miami, New York, and Pittsburgh, those are three teams I'm looking at next season that could possibly trade for Matt Ryan and bring Matt Ryan in and be true contenders next season. I would even throw the D Detroit Lions in there. Jared Goff's not the long-term answer for the Detroit Lions at quarterback. So that's another thing I was paying attention to last night. Not only was it how dominant the Patriots' defense has been, but I was also thinking about possible teams next year that Matt Ryan could end up playing for because I don't think the Atlanta Falcons are close to being contenders in the NFC. And if you're Matt Ryan, you want to go to a team that's a true contender for future seasons to come. That way you can possibly position yourself to win an NFL Super Bowl. So that's what I was thinking about as well, watching the game. Everybody remember to go follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H, also on Facebook, Wise Guys. And be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at these guys no sports. Let's transition and let's talk about the primetime matchup for week 11. And that is the Dallas Cowboys at seven and two traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs at six and four. This is a matchup that I'm very, very excited about. And when I look at this matchup, let's talk about the quarterbacks first for the season. You know, Dak Prescott, he is, you know, playing some good football for the Dallas Cowboys. And I believe right now Dak Prescott is a legitimate NFL MVP candidate. And honestly, as 
probably top three on most people MVP list. Right now, we got 20 touchdowns, five interceptions, threw for over 2,300 passing yards, completing 70% of his passes. You compare that to Patrick Mahomes, he got 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and, you know, he was struggling in the early part of the season. But the last few weeks, Patrick Mahomes, he's gotten into a rhythm. You saw last week against the Raiders, he had five touchdowns, threw for over 400 passing yards. I think he's the only quarterback in NFL history to do that two times in a game. Like, he's the only quarterback that have two games where he threw for over 400 yards and had five touchdowns. So Patrick Mahomes is starting to get back into a rhythm and be that elite quarterback that we know he is. But when you look at their performances from last week, last week, going up against Atlanta Falcons, where the Cowboys completely dominated the game. Dak Prescott, he had 296 passing yards, two touchdowns, a quarterback rating of 127.9. Patrick Mahomes, again, five touchdowns, 406 passing yards, quarterback rating 127.6. Now, when I look at this game, let's talk about the Chiefs offense versus the Cowboys defense first. One thing that I noticed last week when I watched Patrick Mahomes go up against the Raiders defense, I like how Patrick Mahomes, he settled for what was available to him instead of forcing the ball deep down the field. And I think that's what was the difference last week against the Raiders. Earlier in the season, we saw Patrick Mahomes trying to go for the home run every single play. And sometimes, Patrick, you have to take a double, take a ground rule double, get to second base, take a single, get on base. You don't have to always hit the home run. And so that's why I was impressed last week with Mahomes' performance because he took what the defense gave him. And that's why you saw running back Daryl Williams have a great game like he did last week. He had nine targets. Nine receptions total for 101 receiving yards, one touchdown. So you saw Patrick Mahomes take what the Raiders defense gave him, and that's why you saw the Kansas City Chiefs offense play at a high level the way that they did. So I was impressed with Patrick Mahomes last week taking what the defense gave him. Put up 41 points, probably the best performance of the season for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Now, let's look at the Cowboys defense, right? Against Matt Ryan last week, they held Matt Ryan to only 117 passing yards. He had two interceptions. Quarterback rating was only 21.4. He was terrible, but that was because the Cowboys defense was playing great. They were playing great. They were flying around, making plays, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, you saw, you know, Michael Parsons, who's been playing some great football. He's, he was a great pickup for the Dallas Cowboys in the draft this season. Let's look at him. Six sacks and 15 quarterback hits on the season. You know, Michael Parsons has been playing great. This is without Randy Gregory. You know, Randy Gregory's been out with an injury, and Parsons has filled in 
and done great for the Cowboys. You see, you know, Dorrance Armstrong, you see Kaizen, you know, Layden Vanderesh. They are flying around making plays on the defensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. And so this is their ranking so far this season. Their pass defense this year, quarterbacks, they are 82.4 against the Cowboys' pass defense, which is fourth in the NFL. So they're fourth in the NFL with quarterback rating. Quarterbacks are seventh against the Cowboys' defense. So they are they, they, the teams are not able to, you know, complete passes against this Cowboys' defense. You know, that's what's helping them. Now, against the pass, as far as being able to get to the passer, they have 18 sacks on the season. That's tied for 25th. But they are 19th in the NFL with total pressures on the season. So, you know, this Cowboys defense, they have been, I would say, average to good this season, and they're playing complementary football. We know offensively they're going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. You got Dak Prescott, an elite quarterback, leading the charge. You got Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, an elite rushing attack for the Cowboys in the backfield. You got elite weapons like Michael Gallup, who's going to return back to the lineup in this game. You got Amari Cooper. You got CeeDee Lamb. You know, so they got so many weapons offensively. You just need their defense to not be a top five defense in the NFL, but just be an above average defense in the NFL. And the Cowboys can be legit contenders in the NFC. So I've been very, very impressive with their defense. Now, the key matchup that I'm looking forward to in this Cowboys-Chiefs game is Trayvon Diggs versus Tyreek Hill. We know Trayvon Diggs. He leads the NFL with eight interceptions all the season. It seemed like every time I watch a Cowboys game, Trayvon Diggs is getting an interception. Every game, it seems like he's always making a play. He's a ball hawk. He's always around the football, and he's making plays for his Cowboys defense. Now, Tyreek Hill on the season, he got 75 receptions. He's averaging 85 yards per game and eight touchdowns on the season. For Tyreek Hill. So that's a key matchup for me. Trayvon Diggs versus Tyreek Hill. Whichever player wins that matchup, it's a good chance his team wins the game. Now, Cowboys defensively, although they've been pretty good, they haven't been very good against opposing tight ends in the NFL. Receptions allowed, they're ranked 17th in the NFL. And then yards given up by opposing teams' tight ends. They're ranked 19th in the NFL. And we know the best tight end in the NFL is on the Kansas City Chiefs and Travis Kelsey. For the season, Travis Kelsey, he has 69, I'm sorry, 62 receptions. He's averaging 74.7 yards per game with five touchdowns. So if Travis Kelsey has a big game in this game, I think it could be a disaster for the Cowboys. And that could be a key in the Chiefs winning this game Sunday afternoon at Arrowhead. So Travis Kelsey is going to be a key matchup for the Cowboys defense. They have to contain Travis Kelsey. I don't expect them to completely shut down Travis Kelsey, but at least be able to contain Travis Kelsey. And you'll give yourself a chance to win this game. 
Now, one thing the Cowboys have done very well this season as well defensively, they have forced teams to punt. On third down, they are ranked third in the NFL. Now, in red zone defense, they're ranked 23rd in the NFL. So normally, when teams get in the red zone against the Cowboys defense, they score touchdowns. But in points per game given up, they're ranked 10th in the NFL. And so, you know, going up against an elite offense like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs, they're ranked first on third down conversions. So if the Cowboys want to have an opportunity to win this game, they have to get off the field on third down. They haven't done a very good job at doing that so far this season. Chiefs offensively in the red zone, they're ranked 19th points per game. They're ranked 10th in the NFL. So let's start off with the Chiefs defense. Their defense hasn't been very good this year. And I've been on record talking about how they're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I said earlier in the year, I don't know which defense is worse. If it's the Seattle Seahawks or if it's the Kansas City Chiefs, the Seahawks defense, they have gotten better as the season has went along. We saw last week they held Aaron Rodgers and company to only 17 points. Very, very impressive. So the Seahawks defense has gotten better. But the Chiefs defense hasn't really gotten better. There's now so far this season, they are ranked 23rd in the NFL against opposing teams, quarterbacks. They are they get they have 99.5 rating. They give up eight yards per attempt. That's tied for 26th in the NFL. Last week, they did do a pretty good job against Derek Carr. Derek Carr had two touchdowns, but he did throw an interception. He had 7.5 yards per attempt. So they were pretty good. But unlike the Cowboys pass rush, the Chiefs really don't have much of a pass rush. They only have 14 sacks on the season. That's tied for 30th in the NFL. They are ranked 17th in total pressures against opposing quarterbacks in the NFL. So they're not very good there. They got players on their defense, though, who can make plays. I mean, you got players like Honey Badger. You got Chris Jones up front. So the Chiefs defensively, you would think they would be a little bit better. Then they have a pretty decent coordinator and Steve Spagnola. He's a pretty good coordinator in the NFL. But they got some players, you know, who can make plays. You know, Frank Clark, he is a proven dominant pass rusher at the NFL level. We've seen Frank Clark dating back to his days with the Seattle Seahawks make plays. So they got players who can make plays on their defense. That's why I wonder, like, why do they struggle so much on the defensive side of the ball? You got Honey Badger. You got Frank Clark. You got, you know, Jones up front who's been injured. Now, one player on their defense who's been awful this year is Daniel Sorensen. He's been awful. And I've said, when you are putting together a game plan against the Chiefs defense, you need to target whoever Sorensen is guarding. Whoever Sorensen is covering, that's who you target that game because he's been awful this year. Sorensen has been terrible, and they need him to play better if they want to be a true contender in the AFC. Seriously, I mean, he's, he's their safety. He has to play better alongside Honey Badger. He hasn't been very good. But 
Let's look at this Cowboys offense, shall we? They got so many weapons, as I said earlier. Michael Gallup in week 10 against the Falcons, five targets, three receptions, 42 yards. Dalton Schultz, you know, on the season, 38 receptions, 438 receiving yards, three touchdowns. Amari Cooper, 44 receptions, 583 receiving yards, five touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb, 47 receptions, 726 receiving yards, six touchdowns. I think I did get a report earlier to my phone that Amari Cooper will be out. So he's going to be out in this game. He has COVID. So, but they still got so many other weapons. You still got CeeDee Lamb. You still got Michael Gallup. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy how many weapons that this team has. Like, it's amazing. And so Dak Prescott is able to distribute the football around. They got so many weapons, so many. So it's going it's to be a tall order for this Chiefs defense to be able to contain all of these weapons that the Cowboys have on the offensive side of the ball. Now let's talk about the Cowboys rushing attack against the Chiefs run defense. For the season, Ezekiel Elliott, he's averaging 4.7 yards per carry, 663 rushing yards on the season, seven touchdowns. Tony Pollard, he's a great complimentary back to Ezekiel Elliott, 5.4 yards per carry, 445 rushing yards on the season, one touchdown. They're going up against a Chiefs rush defense that's not very good. They give up 4.6 yards per carry, tied for 26 in the NFL. They give up 114.6 yards per game against opposing teams when they run the football. That's ranked 18th in the NFL. So the Cowboys will have some success at being able to run the football against this Chiefs run defense. Now, who do I think will have the better game between Dak Prescott and Patrick Mahomes? I think Patrick Mahomes will outperform Dak Prescott, but that's because I think the Dallas Cowboys will be in control in this game. And I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Sunday afternoon. I'm rolling with the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 31 to 24. And the reason why I say Patrick Mahomes will statistically have better numbers than Dak Prescott, because I think this is going to be a game where you're going to see the Cowboys rely on Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, and they're going to expose that Chiefs run defense. And so I think the Chiefs are going to be playing from behind in this game. And so you're going to see Patrick Mahomes put up great numbers statistically, but it won't be enough in the end. It will not be enough. And I think the Cowboys are the more complete football team, and I think they are the better football team right now. I'm rolling with the Cowboys to beat the Chiefs 31-24 Sunday afternoon. Let's talk about another big-time matchup in the AFC Sunday in Las Vegas. We got Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals at 5-4, and four, traveling to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders at 5-4. and four. It's a 4.05 Eastern Standard Time start in Las Vegas. So 
Let's start off with the Bengals offense versus the Raiders defense. The Raiders pass defense in week 10. They struggled. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense had a field day against this Raiders defense. He had over 400 passing yards, five touchdowns. They had no answers for Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. They got completely exposed on the back end. And this was the second straight game that the Raiders defense has gotten exposed. I mean, the week before, the Raiders, they got beat by the Giants. The Giants, they had 23 points on the Raiders' defense, and they were able to have, what, over 150 rushing yards? So the Giants dominated the Raiders in the trenches. The opposite happened in week 10. The Chiefs' passing attack dominated the Raiders, and that's why they weren't able to overcome Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs the prior week. Let's talk about Joe Burrow. For the season, Joe Burrow, he has 20 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, which is the most in the NFL. He has the same amount of interceptions as Sam Darnold. He has 277 yards per game. He has 12.8 yards per catch in the NFL. I mean, I'm sorry, 12.8 yards per completion which is ranked first in the NFL, actually. So that's ranked first in the NFL, 12.8 yards per completion. And the thing about Joe Burrow is, Joe Burrow is one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think he's a quarterback that the Bengals can win a Super Bowl with. My biggest issue with Joe Burrow has been the turnovers. You remember back in week nine against the Cleveland Browns here at Paul Brown Stadium, the Bengals, they had a great opening drive in position to score a touchdown and have all the, the momentum on their side. Joe Burrow throws a costly pick six in the end zone. Denzel Ward takes it the other way. Browns go up 7-0, and the Browns pretty much had control of the game the rest of the way. That's my biggest issue with Joe Burrow. I remember earlier in the season, in week five, against my Packers, down at Paul Brown Stadium in overtime, Joe Burrow threw a costly interception at a critical point in that game. He must protect the football better. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. The only way the Bengals can be true contenders in the AFC is, is as if Joe Burrow protects the football. He has to protect the football. you got so many weapons in Jameer Chase, in Tyler Boyd, in T. Higgins in Joe Mixon, in Uzama, but none of that will matter if Joe Burrow can't protect the football. If he does that, the Bengals will be true contenders in the AFC. Now, let's talk about the Raiders going up against this Bengals high-powered offense. They're giving up 231 yards per game, which is ranked 12th in the NFL. And again, before last week against Patrick Mahomes, the Raiders – Going up against the pass, they've been pretty good in previous weeks. You know, they've been pretty good. So going up against Patrick Mahomes, you can see why they would struggle because that's a key matchup. Division game, a game that the Chiefs desperately needed, and they struggled. Now, they're going to have to contain Jameer Chase for the season. 
Jamar Chase, 44 receptions, 835 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. But the last two games, Chase, he has finished with under 50 yards receiving. And we know Chase is the key for the Bengals offense to be successful. And against the Jets and against the Browns, Chase has struggled and he hasn't played very well, which leads me to the key matchup that I'm looking forward to in this game. It's Casey Hayward versus Jameer Chase. Casey Hayward is a proven cornerback in the NFL. He's made plays at a very, very high level in previous years. He was a good cornerback for the Chargers in previous years, also played in the Packers defense in previous years. So Casey Hayward is one of the premier cornerbacks in the NFL. He's going to have the assignment of guarding Jameer Chase. So I'm interested in that matchup, Jameer Chase versus Casey Hayward. Let's talk about the Raiders' pass rush. Last week against the Chiefs, they struggled. Zero sacks, only three quarterback hits. And I think the Bengals offensively, they need to do a better job of being able to involve Joe Mixon in the offense. On the season, Joe Mixon, he has seven touchdowns. But he does have 4.9 yards per carry in three of the, of the last four games. So he's starting to establish himself in this Bengals offense. And I think that's going to be key for the Bengals. We're starting to get late into the football season. If the Bengals, you know, make the playoffs, if they don't have a home game here in Cincinnati, they're going to have to travel to Buffalo, New England, possibly Pittsburgh, you know, Cleveland. These are cold weather cities. You have to be able to run the football if you want to have a legit chance to win playoff games in January. And even if they get a home game here in Cincinnati, it's going to be cold. You can't throw the ball all over the yard with Joe Burrow. I know you got weapons and you want to distribute the football to those weapons. But if you want to have a chance to advance in the playoffs, you need Joe Mixon playing at a high level. And I think going up against a Raiders pat, you know, defense that's not great against the run, I think this is an opportunity for Joe Mixon to have a breakout game and play well. And play well. Like, so far this season, the Raiders' rush defense, they are giving up 4.5 yards per carry, which is tied for 23rd in the NFL. They give up 129 yards per game against opposing teams' rushing attacks in the NFL. That's ranked 27. Now, they did hold the Chiefs to under four yards per carry last week. But for the most part this season, they have struggled against the run. They have to do a better job at being able to stop the run and win at the line of scrimmage. The same issue I have right now with the LA Rams is the same issue I have with the Las Vegas Raiders because they are losing the battle at the line of scrimmage. So that's going to be a key for me as well in this game. Can the Bengals establish a running game with Joe Mixon against a Raiders rush defense that hasn't been very good? If the Bengals can, I think that's what could open the Bengals up 
Now, let's go to the other side. Let's talk about the Raiders' offense versus the Bengals' defense. Now, the Raiders rush offense in Week 10 against the Chiefs. They had 14 carries, 50 yards. They averaged 3.6 yards per carry. But offensively overall, they struggled. They were one or nine or nine on third down. Why? Because they weren't able to run the football on first and second down. It put them in long yardage situations on third and fourth down. That's going to be a key. Can they run the football against this Bengals defense and take some pressure off Derek Carr and not have Derek Carr have to drop back to pass 40 times in this game? Now, I think Derek Carr is more than capable of being able to win a game where he has a shootout throw for throw with Joe Burrow. I think Derek Carr can win that type of game. But I think if you want to take some pressure off Derek Carr, you want to be able to run the football with your running backs like Josh Jacobs. You know, like Josh Jacobs, I think he's a very good running back in the NFL. Kenyon Drake, I think he can help the Raiders rushing attack as well. Derek Carr, going up against this Bengals defense, they do a great job at pressuring opposing teams' quarterbacks. They press, They have been pressuring opposing quarterbacks on 32% of dropbacks in the NFL. That's ranked ninth in the NFL. So they are getting pressure with their front four. They really, really are. And, you know, when you have players – up front who can get stops you know like sam hubbard you know you got reader up front for this for the Bengals team you got you know wilson one the linebacker like they got players in their front seven who can get stops bj hill you know like and i like guys even in the in the, in the secondary you got jesse bates you know you got von bell they have no problem with laying a hat on you when you come across that middle, especially Bates. Bates is a hard hitter for the Bengals defense. But the Bengals defense has struggled the last few weeks. They've been terrible. As a matter of fact, they've given up 34 points to the New York Jets. Then in week nine before the bye, they gave up 41 points to the Cleveland Browns. So defensively, the Bengals have been struggling. I expect. Lou, Adoramo to get it together and have the Bengals defense plan much better as we head into the second half of the season. Because as great as their offense is, if they aren't playing complimentary football, they won't win this game. They won't win this game. So that's my key. Like, can the Raiders run the football with Josh Jacobs and take some pressure off Derek Carr? Because, again, in this type of matchup, everyone wants to talk about Joe Burrow, versus Derek Carr. Well, my keys is going to be which team can run the football. Whichever team can run the football, I think that's the team that's going to win Sunday afternoon in Las Vegas. Like, in this type of game, you know, we get excited when we talk about the quarterbacks. They both are two young quarterbacks who we like, but it's going to be who can run the football and establish the run for me. And I think that in this game, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I'm going to roll with the Raiders to beat the Bengals. 
It's going to be a close game, though. I'm going to roll the Raiders to beat the Bengals. I'll say 28-24. I think it's going to be close. But I'm rolling with the Raiders to beat the Bengals in a big-time matchup. My NFL wise picks week 11. We got the 8-2 Packers traveling to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time start. I got the Packers beating the Vikings in a close matchup. I'll go Packers 24, Vikings 21. I think it's going to be close because I know the Vikings are hungry for a win. They want to stay in the playoff hunt in the NFC. They're coming off a big-time win last week against the L.A. Chargers. But I think Aaron Rodgers and company will be too much. I like A.J. Dillon because he's going to get a lot of the carries for the Packers offense, given the fact that Aaron Jones will be out one or two weeks with the MCL sprain. I hope the Packers don't look ahead, though, because sometimes you can get caught looking ahead. Packers got the Rams coming to Lambeau next week in week 12. I hope the Packers are ready for Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings. And I'll give Kirk Cousins credit. Kirk Cousins against the Packers, he's 3-3-1 in his career. So he plays the Packers well. Like, I think the Packers will win this game, but I do think it's going to be close. And we've seen Rodgers struggle going up against Mike Zimmer's led defenses. So we'll see what happens. Now, next game, 49ers at Jaguars. I'm rolling with the 49ers to beat the Jaguars. I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I'll roll with the 49ers to beat the Jaguars. I'll go 20 to 10. Watch the football team at Panthers. Cam Newton will get his first start with the Carolina Panthers this season, replacing Sam Darnold and P.J. Walker. I think it's going to be enough for the Panthers. I do think it's going to be a very competitive game. I'm looking forward to seeing Ron Rivera going up against his former NFL MVP in Cam Newton. But I think the Panthers are going to get the job done. I got Panthers 27, Washington football team 20. Lions at Browns. I think the Browns can be on upset alert this week. I think last week the Lions, they positioned themselves to get their first win of the season against the Pittsburgh Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger. I think the Lions are going to get their first win of the season, and this is my upset pick of the week. I know Nick Chubb has been activated off the COVID list, but I think the Lions are going to sneak up on the Browns in Cleveland. I got Lions 23, Browns 20. Very, very disappointing loss for the Browns. Remember that. That's my upset pick of the week. Lions over the Browns in Cleveland. Colts Bills, I'm excited about this matchup. This is one of the matchups I'm looking forward to in week 11. I'm going to surprise y'all with this one. I'm going to roll with the Colts to beat the Bills in Buffalo. I think the Colts are a playoff team, and I think this is a game that the Colts need to win to position themselves to make the playoffs in the AFC, especially the way the New England Patriots are currently playing right now. I think the Colts will upset the Bills in Buffalo. I'm going to roll with the Colts to beat the Buffalo Bills. I'll say 27-23. So Carson Wentz, 27. Josh Allen, 23. Saints and Eagles. No Alvin Kamara in this game for the Saints. I think the Eagles take advantage of the Saints. I'm not a believer in Trevor Simeon, 
but I am a believer in Jalen Hurts. So I got Eagles, 21. Saints, 17. Dolphins at Jets. I don't think neither one of these football teams are very good this year. I think this is a game where the Jets can upset the Dolphins. But I'm going to roll with the Dolphins to beat the Jets in New York. I got Dolphins. I'll go 23, Jets, 17. This is going to be these guys, no sports, going live and talking about my NFL wise pick for week 11. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are traveling to Chicago to take on Justin Fields and the Bears. I'm rolling with the Ravens to have a bounce back win against the Chicago Bears. I'm rolling with Lamar Jackson, 31, Justin Fields, 24. I do think it's going to be a very, very close game. But I think the Ravens are a more complete football team overall than the Bears. I just heard earlier that Khalil Mack is out for the season for the Chicago Bears. So that's a key loss for them. Houston Texans at Tennessee Titans. Titans are a better football team. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this game. I got Titans 31, Texans 10. I think it's going to be a blowout win for Ryan Tannehill and company. Arizona Cardinals. At Seattle Seahawks, it's a strong possibility that the Cardinals will get back Kyler Murray in this game. But I think the Seahawks, a team who are who's fighting for their season, I think the Seahawks are going to pull off the win in Seattle over the Cardinals. I'm going to roll with Russell Wilson to beat Kyler Murray. I'll go Russell Wilson, 28, Kyler Murray, 24. It's going to be a close matchup, but I think the Seattle Seahawks, they are fighting for their playoff lives right now. If they lose another game, it will pretty much end their season. I think Russell Wilson answers the call, and I think the Seattle Seahawks prevail over the Cardinals. Steelers at Chargers, one of the, one of the other big-time matchups I'm looking forward to in Week 11. This game could go either way, but I'm going to roll with the Chargers to have a bounce-back performance against the Steelers. They had a disappointing loss last week against the Minnesota Vikings. I think Justin Herbert will get the job done against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not sure if Big Ben is going to be back, but I'm going to roll with the Chargers to beat the Steelers in L.A. I got Chargers, 35, Steelers, 20. Giants at Bucks. It's the Monday night matchup in Tampa Bay. I think the Bucks will bounce back after that loss against the Washington football team. Last week, I'm rolling with Tom Brady. We'll say 31, Daniel Jones, 17. Everybody, remember, go follow Wise Guys on Twitter at WiseGuys underscore H. Also on Facebook, Wise Guys. Be sure to follow Wise Guys on Instagram at These Guys Know Sports. Those are my NFL Wise Picks for Week 11. I'm Trey Larkin signing off of the World Wise Sports Network. By the way, I'm looking forward to that matchup tomorrow at Nipper Stadium. You got SMU coming here to Cincinnati to take on the undefeated 10-0 Cincinnati Bearcats. Bearcats trying to stay in the playoff hunt and keep their college football playoff hopes alive. Hopefully, they can get the job done tomorrow in dominating fashion at Nipper Stadium. So I hope Luke Fickle and the crew can win that game. I'm signing off. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see y'all next week. It's 
It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.